mercy. You're worthy, Lord. You are worthy. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence. Amen. Father, we just love to be in your presence. Thank you for that. You're worthy, worthy, worthy. It's, it's quite amazing to me how that you can find God in almost anything if you'll look. And sometimes He has you look in the not so obvious places, but it's just we were watching a deal on the Dead Sea Scrolls and they take little bitty pieces, some some of them no bigger than a quarter, or a lot of them even smaller than that. And some of them had been mishandled, and the lettering is gone off of them, and you can't read them at all. And they discovered that if you... Take the, see if I can come up with a word, different uh, spectrums of light. They took eight different spectrums of light and ran it across this, these pieces and the lettering would jump out. To me, that's phenomenal. <laughs> you know, God said, let there be light. And they took light and they can see the words of God. Now, how does that happen? Only God. Only God. So, Wednesday night, we were here and, and uh, I made mention of Hebrews being a, I think I might have said this last Sunday even, but how that Hebrews is uh, a book about maturity. And uh, starting there at the end of chapter 5, in verse 12, he says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, 
And you have come to need milk and not solid food, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Y'all will look look at it, but uh, goes on there in chapter six, then and list starts listing things that are babe, babes, like when he says. Uh, elementary principles he's talking about being on milk here again this is the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God says not laying again the foundation of the doctrine of baptisms plural of laying on of hands of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment those things ought to be given. That's for the babes. And a lot of times we stumble on that stuff. And God say, He's saying here, that's just the milk. And uh, Friday night, we were sitting in there watching something and and the Lord began to just download on me milk. And I thought, what in the world? What's, what's in this, God? And, and it was like a parable. The kingdom of God is likened to milk. <laughs> and uh, I thought, well, okay. So I'm going to try to tell you what Holy Spirit was putting on me and uh, I think we want to maybe go through some of this uh, in the weeks to come uh, the things that uh, the writer of Hebrews, which I think is Paul, uh, lays out as what the meat of the word is. So we're going to look, but we want to look here and see. I just want to set you up with milk. The first thing that he showed me about milk was that everything. About milk is already it's it's there. So uh, if you milk a cow, you get whole milk. You don't get two percent. You don't get one percent. Or you get whole milk. Everything and everything is in there that is needed. 
if you put it, put milk, fresh milk, if you set it out, or put it in the refrigerator so it don't go bad on you, it'll separate and the cream will rise to the top. You all may ask how I know all this. When I was about this high, my dad and oldest brother said, here, try this. And when I got a squirt, the job became mine and my brother just a year older than me. I was about seven years old. Every morning and every night for the next 10 years, I milked cows. Nobody asked if I wanted to. It was, it was a job, and it was yours, and you do it. And one of the stories that they like to tell on me was I had the old mean cow. She would kick you off, stick her foot in the bucket, <coughs> slap you with that old nasty tail. And if that didn't work, then she'd really get after you. And I I couldn't milk her one day. She just stubborn on me and kept kicking me off. And I went in and told my dad, he's in the other part of the barn. I said, Dad, old Johnny won't be won't let me milk her. He said, Tell her to saw. <laughs> I said, I did. But she just kept sawing. <laughs> oh. So he came in and proceeded to straighten her out. I wouldn't tell you what it was, but they probably still laws against such things, but So I know something about milk. Well, we drank a lot of milk also. We're, we're milking two cows, so we're getting four gallons a day. A gallon in the morning, a gallon in the evening. Two cows, four gallons. We drank four gallons of milk every day. We had it for breakfast. We had it for lunch. We had it for after school. We had it for supper. Milk. We, my mom would skim that cream off. And she had three gallon jugs. We had, a, we had one of these paddle, put your cream in there and paddle that thing until it'd make butter. But we had, there was three of us boys. So each one of us had a gallon jug. And we shook those gallon jugs till they made that cream made butter. And it would separate the water part of the cream. And what you had left was just butter. We made a game out of it. Who could get it done the fastest? Shaking that cream. Well, 
The Lord showed me in this as he was downloading that that's the way the church is. The church is whole milk. All the parts, all the things that are in it, they're there. They just haven't, it hadn't risen to the top. It hadn't gone through the fire or the shaking or the, however you want to call it. But in our case, it was the shaking. And then what was left, the butter, he said, that is like the healing balm, butter. And he said, what's left then, the buttermilk, there's still some good in that even. I never found it, but I know lots of people that ate it with cornbread. And uh, my grandpa did, my dad did. You take the leftover cornbread and crumble it up in the buttermilk. Mike says it's good. <laughs> but in this, and out of that, what he was showing me is that there actually he showed me three different people that are like the butter. And that there's healing in that. What, what comes to the top, what goes through the shaking, what's left over, there's healing in it. And uh, I would tell you, I'll tell you that Kay was one of the people that was uh, that he showed me that this was part of. And the reason, there's three women that he showed me. And when I asked, What's, what is this? He said, it's representation. The bride, three women, and the body and the trinity of God. In the what he showed me was that all three elements of the Godhead is in milk. When you think about it, you got You got all of it, all together. You got the separation and what comes out of it. The Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son. So, in that then, it, this balm, the, the butter that is made, is being applied. And what, I, what he was telling me is that it's being applied now. 
we've been talking about uh, the uh, mighty men of God. It's it that with the butter is what's going on right now. It's being spread out, and the people will see uh, begin to see the things that God is doing. Now, in this Hebrews chapter 6 and chapter 7 and chapter 8 and part of chapter 9 is dealing with uh, knowing who Jesus is he is in the order of Melchizedek, who Abraham gave a tenth. Now, there's like six, seven, eight, three chapters here. It's basically dealing with giving. And you all know that I, I don't think I've ever preached on giving. Never said anything about it. It's up here. You do it, what God tells you to do, you're in good shape. I don't need to tell you. God, God can tell you. I, after I got saved, I smoked for several more years. And one day the Lord said, it's time to quit. I said, Okay. So if he tells you to give, say, okay. <laughs> if he doesn't, it's okay. That's between you and God. It's not between me and God or me in between you and God. It's between you and God. What you do, uh, as long as you are hearing God and obeying him, you're in good standing with Him. If you obey what He tells you to do, you're in good standing with Him. I don't have to tell you uh, what you do or don't do. Amen? Amen. He said, if you do that, if you'll just do what I tell you to do, you'll be in, in good shape. So, we read down to, it says, this we will do if God permits Again, so God, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance 
since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put Him to open shame. For the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives blessing from God but if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and never and near to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. So if you just make briars, all your stuff's going to get burned up. <laughs> but if you make good things, if you produce fruit, then you're going to get something out of it. Yes. Quit waffling. Quit waffling. Yeah, quit being one thing one day and one thing the next. Mm-hmm. That's not maturity. That's immaturity. Right. And children are going to do that. But if you want to be mature, you need to set your face like Flint. Know what God said and stand. And and then he uses that the illustration of the ground, the ground that soaks in the rain, soaks in the presence of God, soaks in the the and produces the goodness of God. Fruit it, that is fruitful. Fruitful. It says it receives the blessing of God. Yes. It doesn't have to ask for blessing, it is just blessed because it has responded to what God has poured out on it, and it's a blessing to everyone around it. The other land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and in danger of being cursed. Not that God, it didn't say God's going to curse it, but when we live our lives like that, you know, we're supposed to be serving God, and we produce nothing but thorns and thistles, we're opening ourselves up to be cursed. And it says in the end it will be burned. Talking about people. So. Yes. Have any of you ever drank milk that the cow ate bitter weed? <laughs> You'll be glad when it's gone, won't you? So... It, the ground producing, as Kay was saying, good things and bad. And, and <clears throat> up earlier, it said it's impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift, who've shared in the Holy Spirit, etc., 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 who've fallen away, to be brought back to repentance. That's talking about someone who's mature. Again, it's it's talking about someone who has um, grown past childishness or immaturity.
I messed up. I need to get back into where God, what God has said is right. I need to get back into whatever fellowship, if, if you will. But a mature believer who has experienced deep things of God, tasting the heavenly gift, that's a deep thing of God, shared in the Holy Spirit, that's someone who has experienced mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, yes. His presence. They know Him. Taste yes. the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away. That's someone, I believe, who made a choice, knew what they were doing, what an accident. It wasn't by accident. They didn't just fall into it. But they had experienced all the goodness of God and knew what they had experienced and then made a decision I'm not I'm not serving you any longer. Holy Spirit, I don't want you. God, I don't want you. And, and that's the reason they, they can't be turned, they can't repent because they won't repent. I don't believe it's, it's, uh, That's right. I don't, I don't think it's God saying, oh no, I won't forgive that. I don't think they can because they have, so hardened their mind and their heart that they just won't approach God. I, there was a comedian, I can't remember his name, and he's been dead for probably 20 years now, but he was, he was a pastor, a youth pastor, and um, turned away from all that, became one of the foulest comedians
is judging us is because we've removed ourselves from his presence. That's what he can't forgive. Not that he can't forgive it. He's not able to forgive it right. because we removed ourselves from that. Right. Right. And so what you're saying is absolutely right. I mean, there's no way, you know, what Jack is talking about is portions of and the reality of being anchored in the word of the Lord and anchored in the things of God as a mature Christian brings us to a place of fulfillment and wholeness, if you will, right? And understanding of the benefits of every part of the world, not just the sweetness of what we drink, but the nutritional, the, 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 the spiritual, the, you know, the, your analogy of the bomb being the butter is just so good. You know, it just, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it wasn't my analogy, so I'll not take the credit for it. I know people who worry that they're going to cross the line and blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And, I mean, they, they're fearful of that. And they don't understand God's not standing there to swat you with this big glass water pink weapon. Uh, like our granddaughter calls it. Um, it, he's not, that's not who he is. He's just saying it can happen, but you have to try really hard I to make it happen. There, there was a time in my life after my first marriage fell apart and I was walking down the street and I was fighting to get my children and there was just so many turmoils going on in my life. I, was, I, I remember it so vividly walking down the street, and I am right over against God. And then I started to curse God. And then I started to rail and curse at His Holy Spirit intentionally. And when I was done, I heard His voice as clear as day to say, Are you done now? Are you done now? Yes. <laughs> and I went, what do you mean am I, I mean, I'm still talking to Him out loud. I'm still mad at you. And He said, Sean, you have no understanding of what cursing the Holy Spirit is. What you did is just speak in front of the heart. Right? The things that come out of man's heart. Right? If there's an abundance of God in your heart, then that's going to come out. If you've got an abundance of pain and sorrow, grief is going to come out. God makes allowance for that. But at yes, the end of it all, I turned back to him and said, Father, I am so sorry. And I knew that he was there for me. Absolutely. I know the end would love to put it your head. So if anybody's going through that one, but Amen. Well, it says here, and I, I like to make this point, if we're going to be mature, okay, hang on. Hang on to it. If we're going to, if we're going to be mature, the very first thing here at the end of chapter 5, he's talking about that, is that you have to be teachable. If you're not teachable, you will not be mature. And if you can't receive from, if you say, well, I only hear God, <laughs> you probably not, don't. Uh, right. So, Kim... Yes. Ten years ago, I called her, which her happy birthday. 
Yes. Well, she wasn't right, was she? without apology. she could come to church. Yeah. And I would I would say to you, we'll take a church full of you. So we take a church full of you. They're not so sure about me, but you your wife's in, but little Sean may have to go, you know. Out in the corner. 
I felt like that I needed to read Psalm 27 since before we started worship and I didn't. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, I do seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O oh, you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not, O oh God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O oh Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I will look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. I think, you know, it kind of encompasses all that has been talked about, right? Of that we've got to believe that we are going to see the goodness and we are seeing the goodness of the Lord right now where we are living. It, and it's like you said, if we got to look for it, right? And he's always there and it's there and it's multi-layer, right? And there's going to be sweet parts, there's going to be the shifting and the shaking, and there's going to be bitter parts, right? But it's all useful, in our maturity and putting our feet on that firm foundation, that unshakable place that no matter what comes against us, what is said against us, what the enemy tries to throw at us, we're not shaken. Our foundation isn't on the sand. It's not going to go anywhere. Jesus is our foundation. He gets to tell us who we are. He gives us our identity, our worth, and our purpose, and nobody else can take that away. So we don't have to hustle for it anymore. We can be firm in that and walk in confidence and not be afraid to do and to be in that mature place that we can move forward in all that the Lord is telling us to do and to see all that he said that we're going to see, to see the healed people, to see all the things that God said that we would see and more.
but we're not going to get there if we keep messing around with all the basic stuff, right? And not get to the solid food. Shaking, as Laura said, it's not, it's not a... Um, Uh, I can't think of anything this morning. Words. It, it's not against you. It's for you. The shaking brings about something good. And we're not. We're not. We're not, uh, we're not being punished. But we're being sifted. Being loved. Showing us what's in us. He's actually showing us what is there. We can't see the butter when we first get the whole milk. We can't see it even in the shaking until it's, the shaking's done. And it brings forth something, fruit, good. Anyway, anyone else? Wednesday night, and uh, I may bring this up several times in the future. I think it kind of ties in here with what Sean said on September 11th about inspire, inspiration and, and inspiring. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that uh, as, as Jack's brought out, that there's three different pieces here, just as there's a trinity, uh, that that each one of us, God has a job, a place for each one of yeah, us here. That's true. And uh, the thing that kind of jumped out at me too, kind of when we're discussing this here about this particular individual coming to UK, it made me think about uh, you know uh, we're here to inspire one another. And that should be the only thing as believers and, you know, followers of God, we should know that why are we letting anything negative come out of our mouth? I mean, we, that should be in the world. We expect that, but it shouldn't be here in church. Right. And uh, if, if we see something wrong, I don't know my scripture but I know what it says in the Bible. It says that what if you see somebody do, do wrong, you don't go on your own, you know, and you're bringing somebody else with you, you know. And that should have been the first thing that she should have done, is that two or more should have gone and talked to you and said, "Hey, Kim, we're seeing this here, and this this isn't right," and try to get you, you know, headed in the right direction. And so that's kind of what, you know, I, I definitely believe that, you know, that we're in a generation that we need to be, as Christians and believers in, in God, that we need to be inspiring one another. And if we can't inspire one another here, how can we go out into the world and inspire the people in the world? We want you, but not you. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, I wouldn't blame you. 
We'll take take all comers. Amen. I don't know what else to say. This is the beauty and the flavor of the church. Yes. Yes. I think those next chapters in Hebrews there will bring out what you just said. Uh, six or seven, seven and eight in Hebrews. Exactly what you just said. That welcome. Or actually, she was already in a place, a good place of if she's wanting to come to church. But if you're encouraged not to, <laughs> then somebody else is not in such a good place. So, anyway, God loves us. Amen. And I'm glad He does. And I, I believe with all my heart that we are in the place of the butter. And that that's being spread out over this area. And uh, the uh, I don't think it's contrary to the Word of God. I think it's exactly what the Lord is saying. I, uh, me personally, I have trouble with... Uh, Uh, things that are spoken require you to do this to do that. If you have to do something to do to get this, then probably you're in the wrong spot. Probably don't need to be there. Probably don't need to be listening to that. And uh, if it's not to me, the butter, the cream rising, I was a little guy. And I can tell you that the cream rises. And I can tell you that butter comes out of the cream. I was just a little guy. I, I experienced it. I knew firsthand. And if it's not that way, then let's, let's look in a different avenue. Amen? Amen. God is good and I'm not calling you simple. You're going to go get a milk cow? <laughs> Tied up. <laughs> Tied off down here at the barns. There's going to be a roof put on pretty soon. <laughs> Amen. That'd be good. Okay. Amen. We'll we'll make our declaration then. John's got us ready. 
As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what he has given us, we declare that he teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And as he blesses us, his way becomes known on the earth and his salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold, expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, and miracles, and angelic visitations. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for more than enough so we can give into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven, see Jesus get his full reward. Amen. Praise God. Amen.